Hey there, fine people. Thank you for clicking on the Sean B show. This episode was recorded on Thursday, January 5th, 2023 in the edge construction studio in Columbus, Indiana edge construction masters of all things construction. Okay. Need some site development done, a little dirt work. Really? You need anything done. These guys know how to do it. They're studs. Absolute studs. Give my man, Brian, a call 812-343-3035. Tell him the Sean B show sent you. All right. He'll smile, he'll nod, he'll go on about doing what he does, and that's being generally awesome because Edge Construction knows what they're up to, okay? These guys are studs. That's what I can say about that. Now, this episode, going to talk about a lot, going to shove a whole lot into like a 55-minute window. 16 NFL games this weekend, 11 of them have any kind of meaning to them whatsoever. It's going to be amazing. College football playoff national championship on Monday. Let's start this show. You're listening to the Sean B show on second string media. Good afternoon. If you're watching live, good, whatever time it is. If you're listening on the podcast, this is the Sean B show. It's Thursday. January 5th, the year 2023. I got that right. It is National Ketosis Day. For those of you on the keto diet, I don't know if you knew you had a holiday, but you do. And that day is today. No coincidence at all. It is also National Whipped Cream Day. Who can look that up? Does whipped cream have carbohydrates? I mean, it can't be good for you. It's pure freaking sugar. There's no way it's good for you whipped cream it's delicious things that are delicious are no good for you we all know that anyway thursday the 5th of january new year new podcast here we go uh first podcast of the year of course we did mind snacks last night great time right here in the studio now we're doing the sean b show today getting 2023 started right and look there isn't a more exciting weekend of football than the one that you're about to experience it's the best weekend of football that you'll see all year as far as top to bottom, the schedule. All right. In the NFL, for example, there are, I got to go through I got like three pages of notes. I got to go through, but in the NFL, there are a grand total of five completely meaningless games. The other 11 all have implications for the postseason. Now there's a few teams that are locked in no matter what. Let me get my knowledge right. The Buccaneers are the four seed in the AFC. We know that. The Chargers are going to be the five, six in the AFC. You know, there's a there's a few places there that are that are just locked in. You know, they're they're in. They've got a game this weekend. Doesn't really like the Chargers, whether it's five or six, you're playing a playoff game on the road. So eleven games, all with playoff implications this weekend. Gonna be a great time. We're gonna talk about all of that. And a whole lot more because it is also the weekend eve of the impending college football national championship game. Georgia, the defending national champions, Texas Christian, the team that can. Okay. Look, I bet I've been betting against this team since conference title week. I did not think they'd beat Kansas State. They didn't. I then did not think they'd get into the college football playoff. They did. I definitely did not think they would give Michigan any kind of run whatsoever. And they dominated the entire football game. Look, Michigan stayed in. That's a talented team. 
Michigan State in. Max Dogan's too good. Too good. That guy kept his Christian horned frogs rolling. Okay? So, what's TCU going to be able to do against Georgia this Monday? Don't know, but that happens Monday night at 7.30 p.m. at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Inglewood, if you're a dick about it. All right, the Sean B. Show today. Look, all kinds of stuff going on. Got to give a couple shout-outs first. I'm sitting here in the Edge Construction Studio. You guys know that Edge Construction, masters of all things construction. Of course, if you're listening on the podcast, you just heard me go through this. Edge Construction can be reached, 812-343-3035. Call Brian. Tell him the Sean B. Show sent you, all right? I mean that. I mean that. little love, too, for just like Home Doggy Daycare, of course, a business that has been in full support of everything that we do in this studio since day one. Dia Uno. Just like Home Doggy Daycare, find them on the web. Need a place for the dog to go for the day, for the weekend? A little extended stay? Look, just like HomeDoggyDaycare.com. Or find them on Facebook, just like Home Doggy Daycare. You may have to be away. But for your pet, it will be just like home. Okay? A little bit of love to a couple locals that definitely show us all the support in the world. Wide receiver Johnston of TCU would be nice to get in the draft. Absolutely. He's a first-round talent. That goes against a lot of things that Colts fans are saying. You know, got to get a quarterback. Stop signing all these middle-aged losers. Got to get a quarterback. What if we went and got Derek Carr? No! (laughs) No! Don't get Derek Carr. I agree. Look, I completely agree. I don't know what the hell the Colts are going to do. We're going to speculate that on that and what they'll do in the draft on another day. Um, yes, Johnston is a fantastic wide receiver, 1,000-yard receiver, despite missing two games. Uh, was huge in the Michigan game. Going to be a key piece in this Texas, Texas Christian game, in this national championship game, if TCU plans on giving Georgia any kind of run for their money. The opening line on this national championship game is Georgia's minus 12 and a half. It's going to be impossible to bet because I would have thought Michigan minus seven was simple to bet. Okay. I would have thought that. I don't know that. I don't know that Michigan ever led in this game. They got close, but I don't think they ever led. I I watched the game, but I was at work, but Michigan, I I don't believe TCU ever trailed in this game. Totally defying the line. But uh, we'll get to that national title game here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, I hate to say these things are less exciting to talk about, but this is a football weekend. This is a 100% football weekend, but I got to bring up a couple of things. Uh, just like tonight, the Indiana Hoosiers start their big t- Well, not start, okay, because they got those two games they play in December. But really get their big, long, home stretch, Big Ten run started tonight in Iowa against the Hawkeyes. The Hawkeyes are 0-3 in conference play. The Hoosiers are 1-1 in conference play with that loss to Rutgers. Another team I know of lost to Rutgers as well here recently. They, um, they may technically still be number one in the country, but they're no longer number one in the country. I am not a Purdue guy, obviously. I'm an Indiana guy, okay? Purdue losing to Rutgers is the number one team in the country again. Even if I weren't an IU guy who had a certain kind of obligatory disdain for Purdue, I would still sit here and laugh at the fact that Rutgers has knocked off two 
number one teams in their school's history, both of them the Boilermakers. They did it again this year. We all joked about it. Oh, they're going to do it again. Nobody thought they'd actually do it again. This Purdue team is really good, but not quite good enough to host those Scarlet Knights at home. At least Indiana went to Piscataway and lost. All right, you brought them to Mackey. You brought them to Mackey and got beat by a point. The Purdue Boilermakers going to have a new number one in college basketball, and I don't know who the hell it's going to be. I... I, I, I've been watching a lot of college basketball, okay? It's kind of time to transition to that, especially as a fan, like, because I'm a Colts fan. Everybody knows I held on as long as I could for the Colts' playoff chances. They've lost six in a row, but I held on as long as I could. And when you gut punch me, like, by blowing a 33 point halftime lead or, or whatever, whatever the fuck it was, I don't even remember now. When you gut punch me like that, I quit. But then I didn't quit. I didn't get the full gut punch until Jacksonville closed it out for the Colts on that Thursday night. A lot of NFL to talk about. But like I said, Indiana's starting against Iowa tonight. Nine o'clock for you late nighters. going to be a good one. Nine o'clock tonight. Indiana at Iowa. Getting that home stretch. Big 10 run started. The Hoosiers without Xavier Johnson for... Who knows how long, looking like it could be for a long. I mean, he had fucking foot surgery. So, going to see if that backcourt of Hood Shafino and Galloway can hold out. Maybe that'll, I don't know if Woodson's got different plans for tonight's backcourt. It's been Galloway and Hood Shafino. It's been Renew in the starting lineup with the absence of Trace Jackson Davis, who, I, who will be back tonight. Indiana, Iowa. Getting that home stretch started. Going to be good to get a, a, another win. The last time we've played college teams that anyone has heard of, of course, Kansas, blowout loss. Arizona, loss. You know, we beat Nebraska, lost to Rutgers, beat UNC. That's the last time I think as an Indiana fan you felt really good is when Indiana beat North Carolina. You know, of course, then uh, there's been three losses since, and now Indiana's just looking at this Iowa game like, let's get this W. All right, let's get started on the right foot because Big Ten's going to be tough this year. Northwestern Illinois last night. Northwestern looked good against Illinois last night. Illinois, a team I think that is really good. I think there's a lot of really good teams in the Big Ten this year, and there's going to be people that get beat up on. I don't know that out of the Big Ten, you're going to see any team that really kind of emerges as a, an, an odds-on favorite at the end of the day. And, you know, And, of course, that'll be yet to be seen here within the next, you know, Six or eight weeks, we'll see kind of how that develops. But uh, going to be nice to go to Iowa, get a win tonight, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern for you guys that are late-nighters. Get it. Get it. I've got zero Pacers notes put together for today's podcast. I've got literally nothing. They lost in overtime last night to the, to the 76ers. Great game. Pacers have been playing great basketball. Pacers have been playing really, really good basketball. Prior to the loss last night, the Pacers had won their last four against Toronto, the Clippers, the Cavs, and the Hawks. So it's been a good little run. Uh, five of their last six, you know, even right now, five of their last seven still wins. Pacers are sticking right there in that Eastern Conference thick. Okay, they're in the seventh seed right now. But the reality is, like, all those teams pretty well close together between five and five and eight the top end of the Eastern Conference kind of starting to break away. Not sure who the best team in the East is. The Nets have been playing really well lately. Celtics, Bucks up there. 
Not a lot of Pacers notes. They did lose last night. They do play yet again tomorrow night. Uh, the Pacers will be will host the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Go see it. Buy a ticket. It's a lot of fun. One more little note before I get started. American football is my favorite sport. I got to sorry. I got to read this comment. I like this guy, Brian. He's a smart guy. American football is my favorite sport, but rugby is the ultimate team. Okay, okay. Rugby is the ultimate team sport. Purposeful physicality, strategic game, play fast pace. It's football with more efficient tackling, no stoppage of play. That's fair. Okay, I'll say that's fair. Where I'll argue, I guess I can't argue the ultimate team sport. That's a different rugby versus American football argument that I've ever heard. Um, The argument that I normally hear is rugby's a man's game. Rugby's a real man's game. Okay, these guys are tackling, they don't wear pads, they don't do nothing. You don't see. Guys built like Derrick Henry playing rugby. You don't. And if you try to tackle Derrick Henry without pads on, you're going to end up very hurt. I will say that. I have got no problem with rugby, and I love soccer. Like, I love the, the game that invented flopping. I absolutely love soccer. Um, ultimate team sport. You know, I'm a football guy. You know, I'm, I'm an American football guy. And it's, you know, am I a dumb American? Fine, I'm a dumb American. I don't care. I'm okay with that. <coughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to argue the team sport between rugby, American football. It, it, it's always a good argument at a later time. <laughs> at a later time. Because today I want to talk about the ultimate team sport, American football. Thank you, Brian, for the comment. I appreciate that. You're dude I hella respect. So definitely interesting to turn around. You see that name in your chat and you're like, holy shit, I respect the fuck out of that guy. Want to kind of respond without sounding like an idiot. And look at that, not nailing it over here. Saturday. Saturday begins the most fun week of NFL football. This one I feel is particularly good. Because on Saturday, you start the day with a team competing for a spot at that top, uh, that the number one AFC seed, Kansas City and Las Vegas, 4.30 p.m. Saturday. The Raiders are eliminated, not playing for a whole lot. Derek Carr away from the team, which I think is a bullshit move. I think it's a terrible move. I think as a professional, even if a team shits on you, and I don't know that they even really shit on him. They benched him. Devontae Adams says he wants to stay despite the whereabouts of Derek Carr. For me, the concern would be the whereabouts of Josh McDaniels, but that's just my opinion. Chiefs Raiders in Las Vegas, 4.30 p.m. Saturday. Kansas City is the number one seed with a win and one Bills loss or two Bills losses and one Cincinnati loss. And we talked about this a little bit last night on Mind Snacks. That is, a, uh, that is an interesting little thing that's going to happen, and we don't know how that's going to develop yet with this Bills-Bengals uh, game. Of course, still not the big story. The big story is DeMar Hamlin and the things he's done to make significant improvements, as quoted by Dr. Knight today, significant improvement a little written communication 
Very positive things coming out of UC about uh, DeMar Hamlin. Dr. William Knight says, no definitive answer on what happened or what caused the cardiac arrest. A lot of people are saying the, the hit with T. Higgins, he's saying there's nothing that actually proves that. DeMar Hamlin, the big story here, improving, getting better, communicating and writing. He's from what I read today, and this has just been a couple hours ago, still not talking, but can communicate in writing. One of the first things he asked, did we beat the Bengals on Monday night? So seems to be uh, to what they say, what they say, uh, neurologically intact is uh, how they're wording that beginning to awaken neurologically intact, minimal communication with writing, still not talking, but you see slight improvements still classified in critical condition. Still prayers way up for that kid. He's got a long road ahead of him. Okay, a long road ahead of him. Rodney Thomas, Indianapolis Colts defensive back, high school teammate of DeMar Hamlin at Central Catholic in Pittsburgh, took the drive Monday to visit with DeMar. That's cool. That's cool. Lots of people across the league reaching out. Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals doing great things. Everybody's been real, real pro in all of this. And it's always been about DeMar. And of course, we're in the thick of who's going to the playoffs, where are we going to be seated, where are we going to be playing, what's our situation look like. But it all kind of takes a backseat. And it's a super pro moves by a lot of people in a lot of big spots. <clears throat> Hats off to these guys. This time next week, you'll be talking Harbaugh's return to the horseshoe. No, I won't. At least I hope not. I'm not a Harbaugh guy. Um, I'm not a guy who thinks you need to go out and get some giant name. Look, and I'll talk about the Colts briefly here before I get to their meaningless, irrelevant game on Sunday. The big name thing, like, I mean, if you can find the right big name, I've heard Harbaugh connected to Carolina. Harbaugh makes a lot of money at Michigan. What what seems to make people think that he wants to leave Michigan or Michigan wants him to go anywhere? He's finally beating Ohio State. He did get heavily outcoached by Sonny Dykes in the national semifinal, in the Fiesta Bowl. Absolutely he did. But I don't know what makes people think that Harbaugh would have any motivation to leave Michigan. Makes more money than most, if not all, NFL coaches. Or what... what Anybody would, why anybody would think Michigan wants him out? I've seen none of that. A lot of speculation on what Jim Harbaugh will do. Of course, that's the talk every year. Let's get him back in the NFL. When you have a job like the University of Michigan, why would you care to go back to the NFL? At that point, once you're coaching football at the University of Michigan, it's not an upgrade to go coach in the NFL, to go coach guys who make more money than you do. It's not, it's not an upgrade. It's a different job. So no, I don't think, uh, I don't think I'll be starting any 
or kind of perpetuating any Harbaugh to the Colts rumors because I'm not a fan of that thought process. Got to get in this slate of games, guys, because i got a lot of shit to talk about with all these games. Saturday, Kansas City at Las Vegas at 4.30. Kansas City gets a one seed if they win, and we get one Bills loss or two Bills losses and a Cincinnati loss. Either way, Kansas City already won the AFC West. The other Saturday game, and I think this is, I've got, uh, how many games do I have starred here? Ah, four, four kind of five. I'll explain that later. Uh, this one of the more exciting games of the weekend, Tennessee plus six and a half at Jacksonville. I say more exciting because we're talking about most on the line. One of these teams is going home. One of these teams not going to the playoffs unless some really weird shit happens and Jacksonville gets a wild card. That's going to be tough. We'll talk about that in a moment. Tennessee, plus six and a half at Jacksonville. Jags win the South with a win, or or the Titans win the South with a win. I believe the Titans can also tie. The Titans have the, that, uh, I think, the, no, sorry. Jacksonville wins with a win or tie. God damn it. Jacksonville gets in the play, uh, wins the AFC South with a win or tie. They get the seven seed if they lose, and Miami, New England, and Pittsburgh all lose. The Titans win the South with a win. God, fumbled that one. My own damn notes. <clears throat> Sunday, Cleveland plus two and a half heads to Pittsburgh for a one o'clock matchup. Cleveland eliminated from the playoffs, but Pittsburgh definitely in the hunt. Pittsburgh gets a seven seed with a win and Dolphins and Patriots losses. So. Pittsburgh got a win. Cleveland, not sure what's going on there. Pittsburgh, highly motivated, been playing really well. Mike Tomlin's done a great job of keeping those guys in contention. I don't know. I mean, it's wild because you got to feel good if you're if you're a Steelers fan. The Dolphins are playing the Jets, but the Dolphins have Skylar Thompson. The Patriots are playing the Bills, who are trying to get a one seed. So the Dolphins playing an unmotivated Jets. I think I think when you factor in Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they'll figure something out and get past the Jets. Not a lot of motivation for the Jets to do much of anything. But interesting to see how that turns out. Pittsburgh playing highly motivated, doing really good at the football playing. The Pittsburgh Steelers have won their last three right there in the thick of playoff contention. This one's going to be great. Baltimore plus seven at Cincinnati. The Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens. They're going to the playoffs. Not a lot of, not a lot of him law about that. But the AFC North title, potentially on the line. Cincinnati wins the North title with a win or a winner tie versus Buffalo. Cincinnati gets the one seed with two wins and a Kansas city loss. So again, the effect of what happened on Monday night, we don't know how the NFL is going to handle that. Still, they're not going to do anything prior to, they're going to just go ahead and play week 18. I don't know if they make this game up at all. I don't know if they're ever going to make this game up. I don't know if they're going to call it a draw I don't know if they're going to give Cincinnati. I, I can't imagine they give Cincinnati the win because they were ahead. So I don't know what's going to happen. It's a definitely unprecedented. A lot of unprecedented things here happening around this Cincinnati-Buffalo game. 
And we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. And early on, it felt kind of weird to talk about it. The longer it goes on, you start to see improvements with this kid. I feel like we're at a spot where it's okay to talk about like this football game and how it affects week 18 and final standings and what we're doing here. I don't think that's bad to talk about. New England and Buffalo are going to be a good one. One o'clock, the Patriots trying everything they can to get that seven seed. They get the seven seed with a win or, or if Miami and Pittsburgh lose and Jacksonville wins. So the Patriots can lose, have the Dolphins and Steelers lose, and Jacksonville beats Tennessee to take the South as opposed to taking that other wild card spot. So Patriots with a couple of pathways there. Honestly, you just want to win Buffalo. However, motivated they're the number one seed with two wins or a win in Cincinnati plus a Kansas city loss or a win. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, very, very strange around this Cincinnati Buffalo game. So strange so that my own notes are difficult to keep up with. Let's move on. New York Jets headed to Miami. We've talked about that. Miami gets a 7 seed with a win and a New England loss. Miami highly motivated. Skylar Thompson probably going to start this game. We'll see how that goes. That's 1 o'clock Sunday. Moving on to the evening games. Arizona eliminated from the playoffs. They head to San Francisco. They're plus 14. They play at 425 p.m. San Francisco could get the one seed in the NFC. They get the one seed in the NFC if they win and Philadelphia loses. The Niners, the damn Niners, 12 and four, been working to get back to that way all year long. I've been doubting them all year long. Brock Purdy's the fucking man. The Niners, 12 and four, could possibly be a one seed. Definitely going to host a home playoff game. Can't wait to see how all this shakes out. Dallas and Washington. Washington can't make the playoffs, but Washington can help some people. And I found that hysterical today. Talk about that in a minute. Dallas at Washington. Dallas is minus seven at Washington. That's at 425 p.m. The Dallas Cowboys are the number one seed with a win and an Eagles loss. And a 49ers loss or tie. Eagles, Niners lose. They had this weird on the NFL website, but the Eagles and the Niners both have to lose. Niners can tie. And Dallas needs to win. Now, Dallas has Washington. Washington starting. I can't remember the fucking kid's name. I don't know. I'll never understand this. And again, we took kind of a hiatus from the Sean B show. So I haven't talked about this, but I'll never understand Taylor Heineke not playing football last week. I get it that Washington had started to slide. But he was, it was obvious to everybody that he was the better option than Carson Wentz. Carson comes out, throws three picks. The commanders lose to the struggling Browns. That's a bad week 17. You're officially eliminated. So I don't know what Ron Revere's thought process was, but I know Washington's eliminated. Dallas, number one or not, who knows? Either way, number one seed or a road playoff game. Los Angeles Rams plus six at Seattle, 425 p.m. The Rams are eliminated. Seattle in the hunt. In the hunt, technically, right now, they're the seven seed, but they need help. 
they still need help. They're, they're, the, the Packers are the ones there in control of their own destiny. The Packers, and we'll get to them in a second, can win and just go, which is really strange because they started off really bad, but the Packers have won the last four in a row. That middle of the pack, I feels like in both conferences, has kind of been a wish-wash thing. Tough NFL, a lot of parody this year. Good fun. Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks are in with a win, and the Packers loss or tie. Or, or they can tie. If the, if the Seahawks tie the Rams, and this is what gets fun about the NFL playoffs, a Seahawks tie, a Packers tie, and then a Commanders loss or tie. <clears throat> Figure that out. Figure that out. It's some tiebreaker that's so far down the road. Just damn it, can the Packers just win so this is easy. Speaking of the Packers, got another game in between there. Can't get there yet. Giants at the Eagles, 425 p.m. on Sunday. The Giants are literally playing for nothing. They're the sixth seed in the NFC. It does not matter. The Philadelphia Eagles are the one seed until they blow it. The Giants are plus 14 in this game. Philadelphia should be at full strength. They're the one seed with a win. Or Dallas and San Francisco all lose. If Philly, Dallas, and San Francisco all lose, then Philadelphia is the one seed. Philadelphia wins the NFC East, still not decided, with a win or a Dallas loss. Bringing us to Sunday night, which I think will be a great, I hope all this Detroit stuff is solved <clears throat> I mean, it will be. I, I honestly hope we get to Sunday night football and Detroit can get in with a win. And I'll explain how that can happen. Detroit plus four and a half heads to Lambeau Field Sunday night, 8.20 p.m. Could be great. Could be meaningless. We still don't know. The Packers get in with a win. Detroit is the seventh seed with a win and a Seattle loss or tie. Or a tie and a Seattle loss. <laughs> or a tie and then the Rams and so Seahawks tie and the Commanders win. <laughs> so getting to this, and let's see kind of the path is here. We got to let's go ahead and assume because I'm taking Seattle in that Rams game. Let's assume the Seahawks win. So now the Seahawks win. The Lions are eliminated. That's how that goes. So if the Rams win, then it really becomes a battle for number seven. So it just really depends on who you want to see there. I, I would love to see this Sunday night game be meaning, meaningful. I don't know if the Rams are going to beat the Seahawks. They're going to Seattle. Bobby Wagner says he's ready to visit the team that gave up on him. I don't know what that's going to be really interesting to see how this all shakes out throughout the day. Things are going to happen all day on Sunday. Sunday is going to be a great day, but it all starts on Saturday, 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 Saturday. KC at Las Vegas. I got to think I, I and it, again, it's minus nine and a half. I honestly believe KC is going to win that game by 30. I, I I may move that line. I don't know how I'll bet that. If I bet that, I don't know who's to know what you should do there. Kansas City probably not going to arrest anybody because at the end of the day, 
Like that one seed matters, and they won't know what the Bills or or the or the Bengals do when they play on Saturday first game. Was that scheduled that way? I don't know, but I got a feeling you'll see a full strength Chiefs. And just a, a, a Vegas Raiders team that's not motivated and has a quarterback you've never heard of. I say never heard of. You've heard of him. But it's not not motivated. Tennessee and Jacksonville are going to be great. Any, any AFC South fan is going to love that game. People outside the South probably don't care. The Jags, the Titans, neither team really all that good. The Jags are kind of hot right now. They might be dangerous in the playoffs. That's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. I got a feeling the Jags are going to win pretty handily. Tennessee, not with a lot left. We'll see. We'll see. But this Seahawks-Rams game, I part of me wants to see the Rams win that, and then you've got Green Bay versus Detroit on Sunday night for the seventh seed. I got a feeling the Seahawks are going to win, and then you just got Green Bay. Basically, it's Green Bay or Seattle. Green Bay wins. Seattle gets. Seattle goes home. Detroit wins. Seattle gets in. We'll see how that shakes out. Got some meaningless football games that don't mean shit. Minnesota's going to be the two or three. They, they're at Chicago minus seven and a half. Chicago's eliminated. Justin Fields not playing. It's hard to tell in these games who's going to play their guys because there's not a lot of difference at the end of the day between the two or three seed. There's not a lot of change there. You're, you're hosting a home playoff game. So, I mean, either way. You're hosting a home playoff game, wild card week. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Tampa Bay is the four seed. Again, that's locked in. They're hosting a home playoff game. Fucking somehow. I got a feeling if we see Tampa Tom at all on Sunday, it will be very much for about a series and a half. Tampa Bay is plus four at Atlanta. Atlanta expected to go in and get a win despite being eliminated. Who knows? The motivation, who knows where it's going to be. I got a feeling Tampa Bay is going to take a fucking breather, though. Carolina, plus three and a half at New Orleans. Both teams eliminated. Probably one of the two worst games of the week. There's two really bad games this week, and I hate talking about one of them. Carolina, plus three and a half at New Orleans. Neither team motivated. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen in this one? You may see punters playing quarterback. No way you can bet this game. There's just no way to bet this game. And I get it. They're all pros. They're going to go play football. But there's no way you can bet these games. Chargers at Denver. Chargers are going to the playoffs. They're going to be the five or the six seed. Again, it doesn't matter. Road playoff game, wild card week. Broncos eliminated. Why this game's at 425 is probably so Chargers fans don't have to watch football at 9 o'clock in the morning. It's the only thing that I can come up with. 425 Eastern. That means it's going to be at 125 on the West Coast. And finally, and last but not least, the thing I do not want to talk about whatsoever by any stretch of the imagination, the Indianapolis Colts will host the Houston Texans on Sunday in a game where most tickets have been given away in a game where you can go on StubHub right now and find tickets for $6. The Texans come to Indy. Sam Ellinger getting the start. Matt Ryan going to be his backup. 
I'm sure at that point, Matt Ryan's probably just there hanging out like, hey, don't fucking put me in this game. I mean, what? it's really hard to deal with as a Colts fan. Uh, Lovey Smith says he's focused on winning, not securing the number one pick. I mean, it really sucks that those are the races we have to talk about now. The race to the number one overall pick. Houston's 213-1. Colts aren't going to get there. Um, Bears are 3-13. and 13. So if the so if the Texans win and the Bears lose, the Bears then transition to that number one overall pick. That's what happens. Bears go three and fourteen. The Texans are three thirteen and one. Here's the thing, and it really just depends on what what Houston wants to do. Because I don't think Chicago's drafting a quarterback. I don't think. I could be wrong. If they are drafting a quarterback and got Bryce Young up there, probably going to be probably going to be up there in terms of maybe the number one overall pick. Who knows? I'm not sure the Texans would would do that. That doesn't make any sense. They're the Bears, sorry, to draft a quarterback. The Texans... Kind of got to feel like you want to control that, man. Like, and I know that tank talk sucks. I hate talking about tanking. I'm not sure who's tanking harder here. That's the only thing. Because the Colts are competing there with the Broncos that are 4-12. Four and, four and 12. Colts 4-11-1. and 11 and one. <laughs> the, thing, the sad part about this Colts-Texans game is that somebody has to win. Somebody's got to win. It's gonna be interesting to see. This is gonna be this is gonna be one of the two this Carolina New Orleans game and this Texans Colts game. Both of these games are gonna be awful. At least Carolina and New Orleans are six, seven win teams. They're not talking about ruining number one overall picks. This Colts Texans game may very well be two teams trying desperately to fucking lose. How awful would that be to watch? I mean, how awful would that be to have to sit through three hours of just, goddamn, just run the fucking clock. Just run it. <laughs> Sunday at 1 o'clock, Lucas Oil Stadium. Goddamn. It'd be part of history there. Texans don't want to blow that number one pick. Colts don't want to move any further up in the draft. I didn't even want to talk about the draft, but you got the Broncos at four and twelve. Colts four eleven and one. So the Broncos are ahead of the Colts, picking ahead of the Colts. The uh, Cardinals, the Bears. So Cards, Bears, Broncos, Texans, Colts sit at the five pick right now. Let's look at the possibility of any of those teams winning. The Texans are going to fucking tank this game. Period. There's no way. There's no way they blow it with the number one pick. I don't care what position you want. The number one pick 
it puts literally all the chips in your hand. They're not blowing this. Colts are going to win Sunday. What's the money line on that? I wonder. Let's have a look. I know the Colts are, what, plus, the Colts are minus two and a half. I'd be stunned. I'd be stunned if the Colts won this game. Let's go see what the money line is. Open up the Caesars app. Colts are minus 140. They're minus 140. So if I put, let's say, uh, $400 on the Colts, I will net profit $285. That's a net profit, easy way to make some money there. Bet the Colts. Because I'm trying to talk myself out of this. <laughs> the Texans can't blow the number one pick. Like they just they would be talked about. It would literally cap off this laughing stock season they've had. Literally would would cap off this laughing stock season they've had. Bet the Colts. Do it on Caesar's Sportsbook. Put your life savings on it. Don't do that. You got to, though. I mean, you got to bet some money, right? Like, call me crazy, but Texans are 0-7 on the road this year also. I don't know, man. Bet the Colts. So right now, it's Texans number one. Uh, Bears number two, Cardinals, Broncos, three, four, Colts, five. The Broncos are not going to beat the Chargers. The Cardinals are not going to beat uh, San Francisco. Yeah, the Cardinals are not going to beat San Francisco. The Bears are not going to beat Minnesota. We are picking fifth, boys. You can write that down now. We are picking fifth. The Colts will win Sunday. The Colts will win. I guarantee it. Because if they don't, if the Colts don't win Sunday, it'll be the fucking funniest thing you see all over the headlines for the next week and a half. What, Honestly, up until the draft. You guys remember that time the Houston Texans blew it? And then number one pick, and they fucking blew it. That's the sad part, is that we play somebody that's going to tank worse than we will. They have more to gain from tanking than we do. Bears have the Vikings. Guess who's going to win that fucking game? Minnesota, by a lot. If they don't, I guarantee you, Matt Eberflus plays quarterback for a little while. They'll put him in. Cardinals are going to lose to the Niners. Niners got a chance for number one overall seed. Just a spoiler alert, too. The Eagles are going to murder the New York Giants, just so you guys know. It's going to be really bad. Giants don't care. Eagles are full strength. The Eagles will be the number one seed in the NFC. 
Cowboys, that's a rivalry game. Cowboys, Commanders. Again, this kid, they got starting quarterback uh, in Washington. I let him have his time. It's kind of like a kind of similar to the Sam Ellinger story. Let him have his let him have his turn. All right, let him have his turn. Be a fun weekend for NFL football. A lot of different perspectives. You're not just looking at who wins, who's what, who's where, especially if you're a Colts fan. I I, I know the Colts could probably maybe benefit. I don't think they're going to benefit from losing. That's the thing. There's no benefit to losing this game because the Broncos, the Cardinals, and the Bears are all not going to lose. They're not going to win. So we're picking five. What the draft, you ask? That's for a later date. But we're picking five. This makes you really want to catch that plus 140 and bet the Colts, man. I'm wondering why that's not hired just because of that. Guys in Vegas know something I don't. I'll tell you what. Put my fucking life savings on that shit, and they're going to be like, nope. Houston plans on winning anyway. They plan on winning anyway. Couple of notes before I go. Uh, listen up here, y'all. That's right. Reggie Wayne and Dwight Freeney are on the Hall of Fame 2023 finalist ballot. Looking to get those guys in the Hall of Fame. Want them there. Reggie Wayne, Dwight Freeney, vote for them. Hall of Fame 2023 finalists. They put out the list of finalists the other day. And uh, we've got it. Joe Thomas, Daryl Rivas on that list. White Freeney on that list. Got Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, Devin Hester, Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, former Colt. Zach Thomas, DeMarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, Darren Woodson. Dwight Freeney, baby. I want to see him go. Deserves it. I mean, bookends. Like I said, if Freeney deserves it, so does fucking Robert Mathis. Bookends. On the Worldwide Leaders website now, the video they've got accompanying this list of Hall of Fame uh, Hall of Fame uh, finalists is Devin Hester running the running the fucking opening kickoff of Super Bowl Forty One back. Great times. Class of 2023 Hall of Fame. I'll tell you what I love about the Hall of Fame is uh, doing those videos with the Hall of Fame finalists where they get into the Hall of Fame. That's pretty freaking cool how they do that. IU basketball tonight at Iowa, 9 o'clock Eastern, okay? Iowa 8-6, and six, Indiana 10-3, Iowa 0-3 oh in Big Ten play. The Hoosiers 1-1 one one with a loss in Piscataway. This news broke just before I went live tonight. I'll briefly discuss it for what I know, which isn't much. Texas Fires Chris Beard, men's basketball head coach for domestic violence charges. Texas had a had a promising season going. Slumped a little bit. We got that new, uh, I think it's the McCoy Center down there. Cool place. I've seen him play on TV a couple times. Real neat place. Chris Beard, domestic violence charges. Fired from Texas men's basketball. The rules are, the rules are you cannot be a shitty human being. And again, without having read much about that, and I don't want to, I don't want to, 
get you never know what line to to fall on, right? With that shit, like people say things and then they get thrown in the media, and then automatically people start getting fucking fired. You know, I think the uh, underlying tone that we should all listen to is, "Don't beat your fucking partner, ever." Ever, but Chris Beard fired from Texas men's basketball head coaching duties today because of, as a result of, domestic violence, domestic violence charges against him. And that's that. I have some college football championship notes. I'm excited, dude. Monday night, 7.30 p.m., SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. No team has ever won back-to-back titles. Since Alabama did it in 2012. No team has ever won back-to-back titles in the college football playoff era. TCU, unranked to start the preseason. Georgia, the defending champions. It feels like David and Goliath. Feels like David and Goliath. Kirby Smart, a product of the Alabama system. Coach under Nick Saban at Alabama took the blueprint. How to win a national title straight to Georgia. Favored by 12 and a half to win two in a row. With quarterback Stetson Bennett, walk-on. Quarterback Max Duggan, his opponent, not the opening day starter. Not the week one starter for TCU. A lot of great stories in here. TCU hadn't won a national title since 1938. Georgia, last time they won one, about a year ago. The X factor in this game is going to be up front. Can Texas Christian's offensive line give Max Duggan time to throw the football down the field? Georgia's run defense... Gives up 2.9 yards a carry. And they've allowed five offensive rushing touchdowns this year. That's unreal. Okay? That's the story you get with Georgia's defense. 2.9 yards a carry, five touchdowns allowed the whole fucking year. Defensive tackle Jalen Carter could be an early, early first-round pick. He's going to be a stud. Wide receiver Quentin Johnston, Sean noted in the chat earlier, Quentin Johnston, two, or I'm sorry, 1,000, 1,066 yards, 1,000, 1,066 yards, put up 103 against uh, Michigan in the semifinal. A lot of good things, a lot of great notes to love about this game. You got you to gotta go with Georgia. And look, I'm going to be back on Sunday to do this again and talk about this again, but I got to still side with Georgia, but I don't see a way to bet this game because there's no way after I watched what I watched in the Fiesta Bowl against Michigan, there's no way I can bet Georgia minus 12 and a half. I can't do it. I know they're really good. I know they're really good. I saw Max Duggan do things that I didn't think he could do. I saw a guy rise to the occasion on a big stage against a very, very good Michigan football team. So I don't know exactly how to bet this game. I don't even know if you bet the over because TCU could shit the bet offensively. Then you, then you, then you, you fucked on the over. I, I don't know how to bet this game. Let's look at it one more time here on the Caesar Sportsbook app. And if you're not betting on Caesar Sportsbook, you should be because look, they have Caesar's rewards. Okay, guys, Caesar's rewards. That's free hotel rooms in Las Vegas. Can the other guys do that? No. No, they can't. Caesars Rewards. I'm a Diamond Elite member with Caesars. I have to bet on Caesars Rewards. And even if I didn't have to, I still would. Okay? Caesars Sportsbook. Download the app. 
Great promo. They'll give you 1,000 in free bets for your first. They'll match up to 1,000 in free bets. Okay, for your first deposit. It's good stuff. TCU Horned Frogs, plus 12 and a half. 62 and a half, the over-under. Now, if you're an NFL guy and you've watched any fucking football this season, a number like 62 and a half makes you pee. Nobody's fucking scoring this year. A lot of unders hit this year, especially in primetime. But uh, college football over-under, that's still a, that's still a healthy number. 62 and a half is a healthy number. I don't know how to bet this game. I think the easiest bet you could make is that TCU's offense will shit the bed and that the under of 62 and a half would be a bet. I don't ever bet unders, number one. Number two, you would have thought they'd shit the bed against Michigan, but they didn't. So who the fuck knows what's going to happen? All I know is that whether a dollar is wagered or not, this is going to be a really good football game. And I'm really, really excited to watch this game Monday night from SoFi Stadium. I will not be there. I'll be in my living room. But at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. Holy crap. What a fun show. I'll be back on Sunday to talk again online, live on the streaming, and uh, do another upload of one of these guys. It's going to be a good time, man. Listen, Saturday's fun. Kansas City, Las Vegas. Tennessee, Jacksonville, we will decide the AFC South on Saturday and get maybe a more clear picture of how these playoffs are going to shake up. That's what we're going to talk about on Sunday. Not to mention, you know, of course, some more pregame and things like that. We got Colts pregame to do on Sunday. As much as I don't want to, I have to talk about this. So there we are. Colts, Texans. Battle for the tallest midget. Texans are not going to give up. <laughs> They're not going to give up the number one overall pick. I cannot believe that money line is at minus 140. I'm going to make social media posts about this. I cannot believe that for a measly $100 or for a measly $140, you can make 100 bucks. I cannot believe that. That's just. God, I'll be look, and I and I've spent the most of this year getting a lot of my bets just absolutely crushed, kicked right directly in the penis. I've never seen a more hundred percenter than this. You can give me zero explanation as to why the Houston Texans might even remotely want to come to Indy and beat the Colts. They might not even get on the fucking plane. Number one overall pick right there in their hands. The only way to do it, the only way to blow it is to beat a team, another not motivated team. I just, ugh, Jesus Christ. Colts, Texans, Sunday, minus 140 on Caesars Sportsbook for the Colts to win. I'll be back on Sunday doing another one of these. We'll do more pregame and we'll do more college football playoff talk. We'll talk about whether or not the whipped cream is good for the keto diet. And it'll be Sunday. Guys, it's been the Sean B. Show. I appreciate every one of you and what you do. Thank you so much for listening. See you.